0: Shishi, shona, alef. So we are starting our Zera last year for Tov Shin Pei Aleph. Uh, Parshas Nitzavim, the last Shabbos of uh, this year, and uh, we should try to make it the most choshev Shabbos of the year. If possible. So it says, Rashi asks, why does it say it in this mode? And the thing was that Amisrael heard a hundred minus two clawless. And uh, they said, you know, who could stand? Who, who can live with this? nobody could live by a hundred minus two clawless. plus that we heard previously uh, a good uh, 49 clawless in Pashas So this is very, very hard and harsh. So Moish Rabbeinu said hey, listen You're still alive? Yes did you do many Averis? Yes. Did you get a Baruch Hu angry? For sure. And even though you got a Baruch Hu angry so many times, yes, guess what? You're all still alive, so just like that happened, you should know. Be'ezrus uh, HaShem. The question is, says, the Zarashimshin I don't understand. After the forty nine clawless and Parish Buhukoisai, they were very, very harsh clawless. Why then after the forty nine weren't they shocked out of their wits? Yeah, there was there was enough said there besides the eight, the, the ninety eight clawless Yeah Now the second question is when it comes to the claulis of Pashas Bakukoisa he said they heard forty nine clawless. When it comes to here he says they heard a hundred minus two. Well he can't say ninety-eight. What's what what's going on? Why why did the, why is there a difference in the count? Why does he say a hundred? And the bluntness is You know, what are you really comforting them? You're saying, uh, oh, (laughs) you know, you you did already so many Avaris in the past. Uh, Guess what? You're still alive. So, yeah, why is that comforting in any way? You know, that, that, that should not be comforting at all at any time or in any way. So, what's really going on over here? What's Pshat? Okay. And of course, you know this Talmazay question. Uh, like, seriously, why was this needed? Did did we actually? Uh, this is this this is the only thing that, that, that uh, that's going to hold us withhold us from doing avarius when we hear that you know this is all what uh, what's taken into consideration. So, says the Zerashimshin, quoting the Medrash, that there there was a klala that was said there in Parshish Kisavai, that that's the most shocking klala. And that klala was, yeah, that he didn't say what it's going to be. He said, Kolcholi Yeah. Ashaloi Like, this is the not known. Bechukhoisai were well, 49 clawless, but each and every one of those 49 clawless were well described. Everybody understood clearly what we're talking about. There was no doubt in any way that. Oh, this is this, and that is that, you know, this is talking about boils, they're talking about sicknesses, they're talking about hunger, and and so on and so forth. So, again, true, they're harsh, true, they're punishing, true, they're scary, but it's things that are known, and to the known, people feel that we can safeguard ourselves, but when there's the unknown, you're saying, How do we save ourselves from the unknown? And that's why now they were bewildered. Because they don't know what this is. They don't have a safeguard. They don't have an antidote. And if you don't have an antidote and a safeguard, they're, they're bewildered. And they're worried. And they say, Who in the world will be able to withstand and withhold this. And that's that. And he said that since these two they didn't know, so there's actually there a hundred. And they heard a hundred minus the two. The ninety-eight that they know the description, that they're not afraid of as much as the two that you don't know what to describe and what is going to come and how is it going to be. So, again, when you see something that you know, you say, okay, I know what it is. Harsh as it might be and whatever it is. Now, it goes back to this this uncertainty, this fear, is when Yaakov was told by Rivka, go in and get the brachas." So Yaakov said that, avi, maybe my father is going to tap me, and he'll understand that I'm Yaakov and I'm not Esav. I'm going to bring upon myself a klolo, not a broch. And the Mepharshim asked, What does it mean, the Alai? I will bring upon myself. He should have said, Veeetein li klola. So, yeah, he'll curse me. And why did he have to say Vevesi Alai klola bracha"? Because, of course, if he's giving him a klola, if he's giving him a curse, he's not giving him a bracha. And that's that. But before we go into, continue what the Shimshin is trying to say, uh, we just want to add here a little bit, bit of the Arachayim. The Arachayim, I call this quote's famous Pesach in Yirmiya. Yirmiya. told Am Yisrael, Your wickedness is is going to be what will bring you down. Meaning, it, when a person does an avera. when a person does an avera. What what, what hits him, is from that Aveira. So if we observe, if we observe the pasuk, how it says, so the pasuk says like this. Mm-hmm. So the Archaim says, mm-hmm. is the bracha. The bracha comes upon you. The klola is asher nosati The klola is like it's in front of the person. And when the person does something wrong, he crashes into his own punishment. His own stupidity, his own stupidity, that's what happens, that's what causes everything to to, to change. Because he ran into it, it's like he crashes into his punishment because it's in front of him. So, here comes the thing. Says the Zereshimshin, Yaakov Avinu didn't understand what it said in last week's parsha. Or Mashke Iver Badorech. Cursed is a person who fools someone, who gives bad advice. Fools or bad advice. So he says like this. He said, even if my father wants to give me broches, they won't be able to happen because I was Mashke Iver. Yitzchak is a Iver. He's blind. He doesn't know who I am. And I'm fooling and tricking him. And since that, I'm going to bring upon myself the mashkiver. And that's why Rivka says, listen here, Tzadikl. All I kill lost, Yeah. The, let the curse be upon me. You don't understand what the Pasuk means. The Pasuk means very, very simple. The Pasuk says when you're giving somebody bad advice... And you know that this is bad advice, but you're playing it as if it's not bad advice. You're making poker face. And when the person comes back to you and says, how could you have advised me to do something like this? And you say, oh, wow, I didn't know. I didn't realize if I would have known. And then the guy goes away and you say, ah, got him back. Ha, 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 here you're not giving your father any bad advice. The opposite. <laughs> your father is getting the best advice in the world. The worst advice is to give of a bracha. The best advice is to give Yaakov the bracha. And therefore, if you're going to listen to me, you're going to do the kibbutz aim, you will have a bracha. So he says here, if The 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 yisurim, yeah, are yisurim shel haava. Yisurim shel haava is when a father who loves his son sees he's doing something dangerous and he's taking it away from him. He's playing with fire, he he's playing with uh, with a gun, or or who knows what. Is the son upset? Yes. Does he throw a tantrum? A hundred percent. Should the father keep on letting him play? With that thing that that was dangerous, absolutely not. When we tell our children, you should not have that much candy because you're gonna have cavities. Yeah, uh, of course. Until he doesn't go to the dentist, he doesn't know. Now, honest to goodness, and the truth of the matter is that nowadays that they they give you anesthesia, so you don't really feel so much what's going on. But in the good old days when they used to pull a tooth without that and then afterwards maybe give you a painkiller, yeah, it hurt. It hurt. So nobody would want to do that. So when I know that Yisurim that is coming upon me, I Yisurim Shalahava, that the Rebbein is trying to redirect me back to him, that I should think about the Rebbein that I should try to worship him, that I should try to be a better yid, try to do my mitzvahs more with passion. That's a different type of yisurim. But when the yisurim are blows, because I did something foolish that I'm crashing myself into it, then I can't come with tyness to the rebbeinu And these yisurim are as if it's never ending, as it said in last week's parsha. You don't know. It's like it's it's it's. It's as an American chaplain, his name was Rupert Slavazar, Lavroch. He lived in Baitvagan, not far from the yeshiva we learned in an And he used to share with us stories. He liberated one of the concentration camps, and there was a Yid there, and he tells him, Don't worry, it's all over. And this Yid with burning eyes tells him it was all over many, many years ago. Yeah. It, it, it's taka all over. And this is what Am Yisrael, how they appeared in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. They felt now that they're getting this, it's it's going to be all over. He said, when I know, yeah, okay, old school, old school, old school. Yeah, you knew that there are certain things that are you're going to get a patch. That's it. You knew it. You knew in school, you Rebbe had a stick and you knew where the stick was, and you knew when you were going to get it. You, it. There wasn't anything surprising. So there were some times that whatever Kunzi wanted to do was so gishmak, he said, it's worth the patch that'll be afterwards. And then there were times that you felt that it doesn't it doesn't pay to do something like that. So he said, you know what? It's takanat kedai. I shouldn't have done it. It was stupid. But once... He's telling us something that I don't know about, that I can't fathom, that I can't describe. That doesn't sound like Yisurim Shalahava. That doesn't sound like it's coming for something that I will benefit from it. He says, Yeah, when you, when, when, what, <coughs> in the, Abai says in the Gemara, yeah, he said that you're going to have so much business to do, you won't be able to eat it because you won't have time to sit down and eat because you're busy. There are ways to interpret half of the clawless in Pashas Kisavai as a bracha or where the bracha is hidden there but at the end of the day that's things that you know what it is you can describe it in positive and you could describe it in negative and therefore i know what to expect but when i don't know what to expect when i'm coming into a new place it would be as if somebody arrived now a third world country and he doesn't know how am I gonna survive there's no tap water there's no sewage <coughs> it's not like I could go into you know there's no jewel that I could go in and buy myself grab a lunch forget about extras all of a sudden I don't have basics and I'm saying what in the world how can I survive here I don't know how am I gonna survive here I don't know what, what what's going on here. I really don't understand anything. That's when, when this is sort of, and, and the Rebunshan brings this from time to time. And, and whenever we tried to develop, it was like there was polio, and then there was the antidote and the shot, and then there was pneumonia, and then came along antibiotics. And Rachmanin Litzlan, cancer. And many of them now have healings. So COVID came around. And the Rabbanu Shalom keeps on showing us, I'm going to bring you, you're going to have to, I'm nailing you to the wall in a certain way, I'm drilling you there, I'm going to, you will have to, you won't have anything else but to surrender yourself and say, this is only from the Rabbanu Shalom. It can't make sense that a person had COVID, recuperated, got a shot or two, and got it again. Only if we say that, guess what? This is run 100% only by the Rabboni Shleil. And therefore, until you don't understand it, uh, that's it. So, he says here like this. Am Yisrael was warned. Anybody who worships Savoy De Zorah will be killed. Did you worship Egil? Yes. Did you worship P'or many years later? Yes. Are you still around? Yes, they were around. There were people there that were, had worshipped Egil. And there were people there that had worshipped par. And they were still around. He said, did Hashem kill you out? No. That means that the Rebbein Shalom has ways of punishing, not only in the way you think it is. He said, from here you will understand very clearly that as long as you will be acknowledging the Rabboi Nisholeilam, those two klolos that he said that are not written, you won't have to worry from them. But if you start worrying, then guess what? You have a reason to. So he's saying "Atam Nitzovim Hayom Kulchem is a raya that the Rabboi Nisholeilam doesn't go full force for no good reason. Once he sees there's sort of an acceptance somehow. But if you will not accept now what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to give you, in the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu is writing this script now, that this is the script of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebaze. And you will say, you know what, I'll do whatever I want and I'll get away with it. And that's that. Nobody will be able to stop me at any time. This is when the Rabbi Nishleilam is going to come in, and this is where you're going to get it, She'en Kamayu. That's the way it works. When you're playing games with the Rabbi Nishleilam, and you're saying, as Moish Rabbeinu warned, there might be a person here, that is standing here in our midst now, and he thinks, I'll do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do, however I want to do, and I'm going to get away with it. Nobody's going to be able to punish me. At any time or in any way. Then you should know, if there's the Mizborech Bilavav Eilei Marsholim Mulgiyi Yeli Everything's going to be good, I'll just do my heart's desire, and I'm going to get away with it, guess what? You're not going to get away with it. And that person is going to be the loyoy Hashem s'loyach loy. The Rebbein Shem will not forgive him. This person who's trying to, he's, he looks like me and you and everybody else. But we know that his heart is against Hashem. And he's undermining Hashem day in, day out. And he's uprooting Yiddishkeit. Again, he's playing poker face. But he's uprooting Yiddishkeit. So on him, the rabbi Nishaleelam is going to bring all those klalas that are not. And that's exactly what's going to happen. All of a sudden, then the guy from other lands are going to come and say, What in the world? What is going on here? How did this happen? Why did this happen? And all of a sudden, they're going to say very, very clearly, Yes, we do know why this happened. This happened only for one reason. This happened because this person for, had forsaken Hashem, left the Torah, he felt that he could get away with it, and he said, I'll do my hidden avaris in the way I want to do it. And he said he wants to do the hidden, and he's going to get away with the hidden, and the Rabbi Nishleim is going to bring upon him those two hidden makas that we really don't know what they are and how they hit. It's the last Shabbos, uh, it's brought down from previous tzaddikim of previous generations, that the way we show these last days, if we do more mitzvahs, more seriousness, more tehillim, more chesed, more learning, the Rabbi Shalom will just look at this last day and say, this guy deserves a check. So, let's take this last Shabbos, elevate it, have Mamish a real, real Oinig Shabbos atmosphere with better food, nice miris, divrei Torah, gishmak, and we should all be zoicha to ksiva l'chaim Mirza Hashem, next week we're going to have a podcast and I will see if the week after we'll be able to have a, a live share via Zoom if possible, then we will have that the shear before Sukis, between Yom Kippur and Sukis. cult Tov, great Shabbos, a good as they say.